0: If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Bezik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast. We are presented by DraftKings, and we are one of the top five betting podcasts that I'm aware of as it relates to the sport of American football, which is amazing. I very much look forward to this particular episode every year because the NFL schedule came out last Thursday night. If you remember last week, Steve gave all of his tips for how to bet individual games or season win totals based on the information that came out that night. The reality is most of the information that we glean as to what is not and what is actionable We get from our buddy Warren Sharp, who joins us today here on the Even Money Podcast. Check out Warren, as always, on social media, at Sharp Football. And then you also want to take out and check out my guy Steve Fezzik every week at Fezzik Sports and only at Fezzik Sports on social media. As a reminder, I'm at Ross Tucker NFL, and we are at Ross Tucker Pod. All right. So, Warren, we do this every year. Warren is like the man, right? If you're not familiar with him, where have you been? But nobody does better data analysis of the NFL that I'm aware of. Warren consults for some teams. But he's also got Sharp Football Analysis, which is just a tremendous website. And I guess let's start there, Steve. All the stuff we talked about last Tuesday in terms of rest and equity and all that stuff, I mean, we basically just wait for Warren to put out his article
2: or his grid, right? Is that fair? Absolutely. And, you know, the one thing I want to talk today about is you got to be careful about cumulatively summing like this rust inequity and the like, because if you face the team off of a buy, they've got 14 days, by example, uh, to prepare for you, but they're in Cabo drinking. So does it really matter? I mean, I know maybe the maybe the first two extra days is good. The other five, if anything, are a negative negative. So I'd almost like cap that at nine at a maximum. I'm curious what Warren thinks about things like that.
1: What do you think, Warren? No, I, I do think that the number of games that you play with arrest rest advantage or the number of games that you play with arrest disadvantage uh does factor into it, not just the total cumulative. Now, the cumulative has helped. In years past, I mean, I've been doing this schedule, uh, this rest grid, which just published on uh, a Fox article yesterday, and I'm going to be doing a Twitter thread about it uh, later today. This type of information, you know, win totals, teams over-unders for their season wins, the teams at the top of this grid have done really well at exceeding their win total. Teams at the bottom of this grid have struggled to go over. They're a good bet. Against teams. So from that perspective, cumulative does help. Uh, But I definitely agree when you're betting these games, too many people and certainly the odds makers. I mean, the odds makers go out there and they line every single one of these games. They did that, what, a day or so after the schedule came out. Uh, There's no way that they were understanding in week 14 who had a rest advantage and pricing any of that into the odds that they set on that particular game. Uh, And that's what I've done. I spent several days doing it. I've got the results to share with you guys here today.
0: Well, that is very exciting, uh, Warren. And yes, I mean, that's, it's amazing because I don't know, it felt like an hour after the schedule came out last Thursday, two things happened. Number one, I had Mike North, the director of broadcasting for the NFL, on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, which is a must-listen to or watch every year. YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Highly encourage anyone to check that out because I asked them about you know the New York Giants and starting on the road and some of those things. So I highly encourage people to listen to that. But then at the same time, Warren, DraftKings, our sponsor, they drop their lines for every game. For the whole year, um, about an hour after the schedule came out, which is just unbelievable. And you and I were texting Warren. It's interesting because I can't remember. It's been the last few years where you've done the rest disparity grid. And what I think is probably the most interesting aspect of it, it doesn't seem like, based on your information, that the NFL is overly concerned about it or that it's something that they're they're actively
1: trying to fix. Right. That grid. So the grid tracks um, how many games that you play at a rest advantage, how many games you play at a rest disadvantage, and then the number of days of rest you have in each case. And if you look at that grid from a couple of years ago, how narrow it was. And each year it's getting wider and wider, which means the teams are getting more rest, much more than they had before. Teams are getting uh, more rest disadvantage spots than they ever had before. The number of total games of rest disparity where both teams don't have the same number of rest has grown incrementally over the last several years. Um, The number of times that a team had more rest than their opponent. Think about this. Only one team last year played five plus games with more rest than their opponent. But this year, five teams play five or more games with more rest than their opponent. And one team this year plays zero games with more rest than their opponent. So not only is it that more teams are playing more games, like a higher sample, and kind of as this would – I think Steve would pick up on this, like – the there's a compounding nature to this after a while, when you're playing so many games at a rest disadvantage, for example, I got a great team to talk about later on. That's a perfect illustration of this. Like this type of thing does end up compounding and causing problems down the stretch. It's okay to deal with it once or twice, maybe three times, but we're talking about some of these teams that are get five plus games and another team gets none. Like there's clearly not really a desire to balance this as much uh, with, from the league office. And it's gotten worse. It's grown. There's a lot of different things. We don't have time to get into all of them right now. Examples of this have grown worse over the last several years, where this, like, we've never seen things like this that have happened this year before. And I hinted to you, Ross, before the schedule came out when you invited me on the show for this week that I predicted that we would see more situations where the rest was getting out of control because the NFL clearly is a little bit more focused on marquee games and marquee matchups and nobody owns the AFC or the NFC games. Everybody is just trying to get their piece of the pie. We're getting games thrown on uh, what was announced yesterday, a a playoff game on Peacock. Like we're now getting like almost pay-per-view TV here for the NFL. It's all about TV and ratings and it's less about equality and that actually gives a good advantage. If you think that rest disparity does factor in, particularly late in the season, which I've got ATS data that shows that it does, uh, this is great to use and to uh, process and factor in as you're handicapping throughout the course of the year.
0: Okay, so that you kind of answered it at the end there, Warren. But what is the ATS data that shows that, you know, having three or more games or five or more games or whatever it is, that that does have an
1: impact. What is the data that you have that shows that? Okay, so from an ATS perspective, like if I were to, to, to tell Steve over the course of a season, you got like a 49-game sample, and you covered 59% of those games ATS just by betting something that I told you today. Like 59% bet today, and and I'm not even using the lines from today, and I would assume that you would – perform even better if you bet with the lines today this is the lines taken right at kickoff of these games which is the most inefficient line that you could bet but you are covering 59 percent of those games just last year so the the, the uh, model is if you have a net rest edge of three or more games like as steve mentioned One game is not that big of a factor. Is eight games much significantly better than three games? I haven't done that analysis yet. I would presume these guys go on vacation and relax a little bit. Their bodies are healing up, uh, but they're not necessarily preparing for the game. They're gaining a rest advantage, but they're not really preparing more for the game. But at least three days is definitely something, is definitely a factor uh, in this. Three or more days of rest from week five onwards. You went 29 and 20 ATS last year, and it's more uh, impactful later on in the season from week 13 onward, all the way back since 2015, there's 106 games that factor into this. You're hitting 55.7% ATS. Um, So blindly betting games from week 13 onward, you've got an over hundred game sample size since 2015. Again, we're not talking 30 games every single year. It's a lower amount than that, but just to bet rest is a plus EV uh, decision, in my opinion. But uh, I'm interested to see any data that Steve might have or if he agrees with that conclusion.
2: Well, I like actually the 56% because that is, you you mentioned something very significant that that's versus the lines of kickoff. So presumably the marketplace is somewhat taking this into consideration, not enough. So if you bet it today, you're probably going to get an extra point and you're probably going to be hitting 58% on those type of bets now how significant is it let's say a team has three situations like that how significant is that in their season win not as much as you think let's say it's like worth nine points which is somewhat of a leap of faith um you need 35 point differential just to equate to one win so it's worth about a quarter of a win that's not insignificant for a season win but i think the right way to attack it just bet the bet those three games right right now that all the lines are up in the nfl so there's no reason to mess around with a 17-game schedule and a season win when it only impacts three games, just bet those three games, in my opinion.
0: Speaking of 55%, you can save up to 55% off Omaha Steaks tender, juicy steaks, backyard burgers, and so much more. I honestly crack myself up sometimes in how I like listen to you guys, how I'm going to transition that to telling you the promo code EVEN at checkout, get you to score an extra $30 off your order. Listen, I know a bunch of you guys grilled out last weekend, probably for Mother's Day weekend. We got Memorial Day coming up next weekend. Start grilling season off right. Order today. Visit omahasteaks.com, use promo code EVEN at checkout, and receive $30 off your qualifying order. That's omahasteaks.com, promo code EVEN. At checkout, minimum order is required. See site for details, of course. Um, And by the way, while you're uh, eating, make sure you're taking things to the next level. Drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends. Live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly beer. Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Okay, so Warren, here's my question then who Who are the teams that we need to be betting on, or what are the weeks that we need to be betting on?
1: So first things first, uh, I go through this in detail for every single team uh, in in my book that's going to be coming out shortly this summer. So I how do people I get the book into- again, Warren? It's up at sharpfootballanalysis.com. You can get the, you can pre order it now. It's not available yet. It'll come out in early July. And the book is going to detail every single rest edge and every single specific game that you can bet. We're going to talk about some of the the top and the bottom teams right now. But if you want to look at this and, and, and get the edges that you could bet in all the games throughout the course of the season, you can use it on that book. But so what I do is I take a couple of factors here. I look at total net rest edge, which is the, the the total number of games that you have rest edge, the total number of days that you have that rest edge for, versus the games that you're at a disadvantage, and you sum those up, and you get a net rest edge. But in addition to that, I agree, like Steve does, that. Certain situations are important, like how many games, forget the days, how many games do you have a rest edge for? How many games do you not? How many games does your opponent have more than a week to prepare for you? Maybe they have eight days or 13 days or two full weeks to prepare for you. So that is the factor. How many times are you playing on the road after a Monday night game? Coaches I talk to, they absolutely abhor this. They hate playing a Monday night game, and you are in the league, Ross, You know, maybe it impacted you. I'm not sure your feelings as to how much, but you come home on like the wee hours of Tuesday morning and then you have to get up and you go on the road for your next game, like a road game off of a primetime game, just reduces the amount of preparation that you're able to do for that week. So I look at a variety of different situations. Also, there are some teams that have negated bye weeks, which basically just means like the Philadelphia Eagles do this year. They play the Chiefs coming out of their bye, but the Chiefs also have a bye that week. And so there's no actual rest edge that is gained by the Philadelphia Eagles over their opponent, even during their bye week. Um, But the teams that were hurt the most, let's start there. Think about, as I'm reading these, like, I think six or seven teams off, how many of these are in the NFC? And keep in mind that the NFC gets only eight uh, home games this year. The Chiefs, this is the worst. The Chiefs, the 49ers, the Eagles, the Vikings, the Giants, the Rams, and the Falcons. Uh, those are the worst. So if we talk about a team like, let's talk about the Chiefs first, if, if you allow me to, like, dig into the Chiefs for a second. Um the prior two years, the Chiefs were at plus nine and plus seven, respectively, in net rest edge. They were amongst the top five or six teams in the league at having rest benefits, and they obviously had very good seasons as a result. Uh, this year, their net rest edge is minus 13 days, which is the third worst in the NFL. But it is so backloaded that they will be minus 20 in net rest from week 12 to the end of the season. And as I shared earlier, that backloaded rest—if you have extra rest later on in a grueling, you know, season that stretches over 18 weeks—that is more beneficial. If you have a rest detriment late in the year, that hurts you more. I'm guessing Ross that Mike North didn't tell you this, or anybody else that you've seen on Twitter since the schedule was released on Thursday has shared this nugget. There's a ton of these that I have, but we can't get to all of them. The Chiefs will play with less rest than their opponent for six straight weeks from week 12 to week 17. Every single game they are going to be playing has less rest than their opponent. I'll I'll read through them really quick. Week 12, they're off a Monday night football game and they play the Raiders. So off a Monday night, they have one day less rest. Week 13, they played the Packers. Well, the Packers played on Thanksgiving the week before, so the Packers have extra rest coming off a Thursday game. Week 14, they play the Bills. The Bills are off of a bye. Boom, seven days less rest. Week 15, they play the Patriots, who are off of a Thursday night game. Patriots have extra rest. Week 16, they play the Raiders, who are also off of a Thursday night game. So that's two straight games in a row, Thursday night game, extra rest for their opponent. And then week 17, they play the Bengals, who are off of a Saturday game. But because the Chiefs are off of a Monday game, they have less rest by two days. So that is brutal for the Kansas City Chiefs, and it's definitely much different than they've had the last two years where they were playing with rest advantages, top five or six in the NFL.
2: You know, just so, to compound on on Kansas City, and this is from memory, so I apologize if you don't, I don't have the schedule in front of me. Middle of the year, I believe Kansas City has bad situations also where they play the Chargers, then they go to altitude at Denver, and then the next week they have to go to Germany and play Miami. So think about this. You're playing an altitude in Denver. Then, then you've got your short week to go to Europe. So already you've got a Kansas City Chief team that's like up against it with two bad situations middle of the year. And then you stack this on top of it. You'd be out of your mind to play the Chiefs over this year.
0: All right. So here, here's my question for you guys, okay? We can all read Warren's book, read his article, and we can see the specific game weeks where they're at a rest disadvantage. We can also see the cumulative rest disadvantage over the course of the season and how many games they're deficient, et cetera, or, or, or have the advantage. My question is, how do we blend those when making betting decisions? Steve, do you want to tackle that one? Because there's two. There's like what the deal is that week, but then also – What if that week is at the end of the four week stretch of them having a disadvantage, or what if that week happens to be when they've already had four other games like that? How do we blend what we know that week with the other stuff Warren gave
2: us for the whole season? I think you selectively play season wins during the course of the season. By example, you fade Kansas city after week eight and you play them under whatever their season win number might be 13 and a half at that point in time, if they're having a great year. And then, as the year progresses, you look to start betting against Kansas City each and every week. Those weeks twelve through seventeen. I will say this: um, there are some people that like look at something like this and they advocate what's called the Martingale system, where they're like, "Oh, that's such a difficult situation. I'm just going to start betting against Kansas City and doubling up each and every week." That is completely wrong. No pro bets like that. We don't bet sixteen units on one game when we were betting two units. Uh, with a similar situation three weeks previously, you just bet your two to three percent of bankroll against the Chiefs if you believe in the system, which certainly makes sense. Especially if Kansas City's is having a great year and they're an ultra public team, and their lines probably slightly inflated, anyways. So
0: I want to hear about this from Warren in terms of which teams have an advantage. Um, but I will tell you this: right now, you can get tickets for all these games already on the Game Time app, and if you find tickets in the same section and row for less. Game time will credit you one hundred ten percent of the difference. You might want to take into account Warren's rest disparity stuff before you before you book a flight and buy tickets on the Game Time app. You know the NBA guys always say, "Don't come to the second game of back to backs. Don't come to the third game in four nights." I think Warren's given us some tips on which games to buy and not to buy on the Game Time app. So download it, create an account, use code Money for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. So, again, create an account, redeem code money for $20 off. Download game time today, last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Warren, who's on the other side? Who are the teams that
1: have the most favorable schedule this year? So keep in mind, when we talk about favorable schedule or schedule that works against you, right now we are talking specifically about – rest and rest disparity and the prep. These are all things that are completely in the NFL's control. What's not in the NFL's control is who you're going to play this year. We knew that after the games ended uh, week 18 last season, the 2022 season, we already knew who you were going to play this season. The NFL doesn't set that. What the NFL sets is when you're going to play those select teams. And so what they were able to do, with a situation like Aaron Rodgers is they turned a team like the jets who have gotten screwed for a couple of years in a row with some of their scheduling into a team that we're going to bend over backwards and do whatever we can to not only put Aaron Rodgers in some primetime games, we're going to try to schedule him at home because how great does it look on TV to put Aaron Rodgers in the Big Apple? It's such a big market. We want him playing at home and showcasing the fact that he is in New York this year. Uh, we're going to stack all these games at the front of the schedule. And then we're going to also help this team by giving them some favorable spots. You you could think that they might be screwing the Jets a little bit uh, by putting them into primetime games. And then that it's difficult for them to play the next weeks or things of that nature, but that's not really the case. Just because you play primetime does not mean necessarily that you're going to get screwed. See the chiefs, the last couple of years, they were helped a lot with the schedule Uh, from a rest perspective. They're being screwed this year. But the New York Jets are a team that was helped massively. They have a total of plus 12 in net rest edge, which is the best in the NFL. They play five games with more rest than their opponent, which is the second best in the NFL. It would have been the best in the NFL the last couple of years. But this year, things are so out of whack that there's now a team that actually has six games where they play more rest than their opponent. Um. The Jets also never play. They only play two games with a rest disadvantage. Neither of them are more than one day. So they're never playing by more than one day of net rest disadvantage. We also know that they play only eight road games. So this is not part of the calculus. It's just a tidbit. You guys already know they play eight road games as they're from the NFC. But one of those games is in New York against the Giants. So they actually play. That's one of their road games. So they from weeks one to nine. They play out of their home stadium only two times and from October 5th through November 12th, they don't even leave New York, but that's aside. Let's talk about the rest specifically. Here is the one interesting nugget about the Jets. In addition to the fact that the NFL gave them the best rest situation of any team in the NFL ranking. Number one in the division, we know the AFC East is difficult. The Jets play four divisional games late in the year from week 11 onward. All four of those games in their division against the AFC East give them a Distinct rest advantage situation. In week 11, they play the Bills after Buffalo plays on Monday night football, so the Bills are on a day less rest. In week 15, they take on the Dolphins. The Dolphins played on Monday night football the week before, less rest. In week 18, they take on the Patriots. The Jets played on Thursday night football the prior week, which gives them three extra days to prepare for Bill Belichick and the the Patriots in week 18. And then another unique situation, you know, the NFL this year, they gave us a Black Friday game. Well, who would they think to stick on the first ever Black Friday game? The New York Jets. And where would they want to stick that game? In New York City. So obviously it's not New York City. It's the middle what what have you. They are playing at home and they host the Dolphins, which means that on a Friday, the Dolphins have to travel on the road on a short week to go to New York to take on the Jets in winter. And the Dolphins are a team from Miami. So all of these situations compound to help the Jets substantially later in the season, against AFC East opponents. And overall, they have the best rest situation of any team in the league this year. Steve,
0: we heard a lot from Warren. What, what's our action items to wrap things up today? What, what
2: are we doing now? Well, first of all, if I give the schedule makers a big bonus in the NFL, I'm not like Warren. Hey, it's a football games. We're not talking about World War Three here. You know, you want to stack the schedule a little bit in favor of the teams everybody loves? It's fine. I'm, I'm a-okay with it, frankly. Um, as far as actual, well, oh, no, sports, I just want to. I just want to take advantage of it. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly right. You know, personally, I think that these bye week advantages are a little bit nebulous. It depends how your opponent is handling the bye, and, and like uh, numbers have shown, you actually want to. You, you don't mind playing a team off a of bye that's home for whatever reason. They don't do nearly as well as you would think. I think where Warren's nailing it is: these short weeks are this Black Friday type of game. Everyone knows you don't want to be the road team on a Thursday or Friday game. That's a big disadvantage. So situations like that absolutely attack. And the fact that the odds makers, the schedule makers are coming out and putting out lines on every game throughout the course of a year is a great opportunity to bet these early. But I'll, I'll say this, the odds makers get way, way more credit than they deserve. Every pro that I respect has almost no respect for the odds makers. They're like, oh, all these guys do is like wait for someone else to put up a, a number. One person puts up a number, and everyone copies it. So come week 11, everyone's going to be betting college basketball and the NBA, and there'll be a zillion things going on, and there'll be some golf tournament somewhere, and they're, they just don't have time. They're going to set their opening numbers based upon the power ratings, so you're going to get a second kick at the can where no one's going to realize what a great spot this is. And you'll be able if you haven't bet the jets already against Miami, you'll be able to do so then because the odds makers will mess it up again and not factor in this uh, rest factor at all. And just based it upon the current power rates.
0: Your action item is to check out at sharp football on social media, because there's about a zillion more nuggets where that came from. I didn't want Warren, to go through his whole book and all of his articles, but it is fantastic. Check out Steve at Fezzik Sports. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. Good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.